praise today. Man, God, you are so good. Thank you, God, for an undeniable, unmistakable, overwhelming, all-consuming, life-changing love. spite of what we're going through, I always say I have to choose. I have to choose him over what's in front of me. I have to choose to see past knowing what's on the other side. So today, God, we choose you. We choose to focus on you right now. We choose to focus on your love, who you are, God. Thank you, God, for who you are and loving us. That you came to get us, God, because of that overwhelming love. God, we choose to focus on you right now. Let your presence fill this place as we worship you today. Let our hearts and minds just let everything go to allow you, God, to connect with us right now. Let it all fall away. Let your love, let your peace, let your presence fill this place. As we seek your face today, Lord Jesus, thank you, God. Yeah. 
this morning we were just, uh, as I was getting ready for church, I was just listening to this song, and um, I was listening to the guy who actually wrote it um, talk about why he wrote this song, and um, it just really resonated with me because um, sometimes we want a miracle to happen, right? And um, sometimes it doesn't happen on our timing, or sometimes it doesn't happen at all. And um, this guy, he wrote this song, and he wrote this song after he lost his um, child. So they had a newborn baby that didn't make it. Um, they were able to be with him a couple hours. And um, he said, you know, my church prayed. We knew that something was wrong. You know, in the womb, my church prayed. We prayed. We pleaded with God. But um, even though God didn't answer our prayer, I knew that God was still God. And um, so he talks about that's why he wrote this song. He wrote this song after the fact. After the fact that his miracle didn't happen in the way that he thought it would. And um, I just think about that. And if you really think about that and you think about our faith should not be based on God doing things the way that we think they should be done. And sometimes that's such a hard lesson, especially when it it just... Um, it can be so painful to not get your miracle the way that you want it. And um, so I just want you to think about that as we worship God today. Um, for it to not be that mindset of God, like, are you still God? But it, for it to be that mindset of God, I believe you're God no matter how you choose to respond in my situation, in the situation in Florida, wherever we're at in our life, God, I believe that you still do miracles. And um, lots of time as a team, when we're going through hardship, we say like, we don't wanna sing these words and be lying or be fake. Cause if you know anything about our church, that's the last thing we wanna be. We wanna be real. We want you to bring your mess in here with ours. And we wanna be real about where we're at and know that God and we accept each other just where we're at. And so we always say like, we don't wanna be fake about what we're singing. We wanna believe what we're singing. And so it just added such a different dynamic to me personally. Like, God, I'm not being fake. I still believe that you do miracles. I still trust you. I still know that you're the God that, like, parted seas, that raised the dead from life, to the dead to life. And um, so I'm going to sing that with everything in me, even though sometimes my miracle might not come in the way I want it, right? So I just encourage you guys for us to do that today, for us to take it to that level. Like, God, I trust you, and I still believe in who you are. Amen? Amen. Silencing 
Come on, with everything you've got, sing it out. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Come on, church, sing it out. Sing it out. I believe in you. I believe in you.
sing it out. Sing it out to him today. Sing. I believe in you. I believe in you. Come on, just tap into that the today. God the God of miracles is here right now. Just reach out and take what you need today in him. Sing, I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Heavenly Father, we pray right now, Lord God. We pray for Florida, Lord God. We pray for all those, Lord God, who've been, uh, who's being uh, just in Hurricane Irma right now, Lord God. All those affected. We pray for the lives of those families affected in the Dominican Republic, in Cuba, Lord God, in Aruba, Lord God, in St. Kitts, St. Thomas, Lord God, Puerto Rico, all over those places, Lord God. They need miracles to happen, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for the life, Lord God, that you have kept lives from being lost, Lord God, many, Lord God. But I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would restore, Lord God, that you would bring the church, Lord God, to help restore what's going on, that you would bring up the people of God to get a hold of, Lord, what is going on out there, Lord God, that we would not only, Lord, look right here, Lord God, but we would extend our lives, Lord, we would extend our giving, we would extend our heart, Lord God, and we pray, Lord, for the people, Lord God, all over the Caribbean, Lord, we pray for Florida right now, Lord God, as we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know the direction of the hurricane. King, Lord God, but we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for miracles, Lord God, we pray for the church to be the church, to be the hand of God in the hard situations, Lord God, but we believe in you, Lord, it's, we don't only believe in you when things are good, Lord God, we believe in you when it's hard, we believe you even in suffering, Lord God, we believe you, Lord God, because you are God, Lord, you are God in truth, Lord God, not only when it centers around our life, Lord God, so right now we pray, Lord God, we honor you today, Lord God, we honor you and we pray out, Lord. We pray for and we release our prayers. Let us know, Lord, when we speak our prayers, there is power in unity, even in speaking it and believing it and moving together, Lord God. I pray that be our heart, Lord God. We believe in you, Lord God. We believe in the God of miracles today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. You guys can be seated. Give God praise, guys. As the as the guys come forward, I just well, we we had the privilege of serving uh, with Thorn Creek Church and American Furniture Warehouse yesterday. American Furniture Warehouse they donated two giant massive trucks, and they said if you can fill it, we will we will give you the box truck, and then we will let you send it wherever you want. And so uh, uh, Thorn Creek they needed some help. So we had a bunch of guys from here go over there and we loaded that truck to the to the brim. We were like climbing on furniture and just just stuffing as much as we can because we know that this is going to a place where people have lost everything. And we rejected a lot of furniture too because people were like, here's my 30-year-old couch with a stain on it. Just flip the cushion. We're like, no, take that home, man. Uh, but it was just a moment. I just thank you for those who brought by things uh, just... Man, some of you guys, some people literally went to uh, American Furniture Warehouse and bought a bunch of furniture and sent it there. And we loaded brand new furniture from Target and American Furniture Warehouse. Uh, some people here came by and brought clothes. I, I'm, just, I'm just grateful to be a part of, uh, you know the best thing for us sometimes? When, we're, when, you, uh, when you feel down, when you feel like your world is shaking, I say this, look somewhere else. 
Sometimes when we're way too focused on our inward focus, everything becomes distorted in our view. We get myopic and we just think everything in front of us is falling apart. But when we look just beyond ourselves, we understand that we live in Thornton. There was no hurricane coming at us. Uh, it, I, I looked up a, a, a statistic on alarms.com that Thornton was the safest city in America for bur burglary. I was like, I live in suburbia of suburbias. That's what I told Candace. I was like, there is a, this is, is it's crazy. And, and we are blessed. Man, if you're breathing today, if you have people in your life, we are blessed today. Let us not, like, like let us not see with the wrongful eyes. Let's see right now. And if you are blessed, be a blessing, man. That's all I have to say. If you are blessed, be a blessing. Don't hold things so tight in this world. They're all future garage sale stuff anyway. Everything you love that is an item and things like that, you don't love it in five years. Your, your big screen TV, I, I love my Honda Accord five years ago, right? <laughs> you, you love your car like years ago and now it has changed. It's just everything gets old, everything gets thrown away at some point. But people, bless people, get into people's lives. That's what we're going to talk about today, and that's how we honor God. We don't honor God by making ourselves awesome. We make God awesome, and we make people awesome. And when you bring people up, and when you when you uh, do your best to invest into people, I'm telling you, it is the it is the best return, not for your life, but for theirs. And I hope that be our desire. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we give today, we just honor you, God. Our giving is for you. Our living is for you. I pray that every dollar that falls into this place, Lord God, would go into the discipleship of children and, that, and it would be available for those who are far from God, that this place would be wide open, Lord God, that people would encounter you, encounter your Holy Spirit. Lord, we can't transform anyone. I can't convince anyone to love you, but you can open hearts and transform lives like you did for many people in this room. Do it again today and keep doing it, Lord. Keep doing it. And we believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Make miracles today. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. As they pass that out, good morning. My name is John. Thank you for being here today is actually Life Group Sunday, all right? Life Group Sunday is just about people coming together, and, and we do groups around here. We believe church is not a, uh, it's not a place. Church has, in the Bible, if you've ever studied the Bible, church has never been a place. Church became a place as the church became powerful, and they said, everyone does church here, so they thought people started to think, I guess church is a place. No, church has always been people 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 coming together in in uh in honor of god and mighty like really awesome things happen when we come together and we're there for one another and we're there to honor god and today i just want you guys to give a hand to my friend and as she leads the life group ministry and we've been doing this for many years now but she took it by the horns and she's running with it and she's doing such a great job so if you guys can put your hands together for julie mitchell Once again. 
have enough leaders. And then every year, my leaders pull through. So I'm so thankful for them. Um, that's what the brochures are on your chairs. You can look at that in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to, first of all, rewind from last year. I made a challenge to the same congregation, and I said, could you try joining a group this year? So I thought it would be fun to embarrass you guys for just a minute. And if you guys either led a group last year or joined a group, either for one semester or both semesters, and actually attended consistently, I just want to honor you guys for one second. So can you guys just stand up? And I'd like to give you guys a round of applause, because that takes a lot of courage. Uh, all right, thank you guys. Thank you guys for, for taking um, the leap of faith to actually heed that challenge last year. So every year I've tried um, just different things to try to really build up life groups and to make it exciting. You know, two years ago we had this big party atmosphere with the round tables and we had balloons and I, I tried to woo everybody with these plastic cups and that was semi-successful. And then last year I thought, you know, okay, we'll, we'll have a big dinner at Mike and Dee's house and I tried to woo you guys with tacos um, and that sort of worked too. Um, so this year I was like, well, what can I do to top tacos? You know, like that's, that's really up there. And I struggled all week with what am I gonna say? How am I going to encourage you guys to join a group and God and I wrestled with this because he didn't make it easy for me um, I just kept thinking like man Lord like how do I take something that is so near and dear to my heart and use mere words to communicate that and so a few nights ago um, I was laying in bed thinking about this of course and um, God just kept putting this image into my mind and I had been looking at CNN all week, just like glued to those images and clips of Hurricane Harvey. And um, there was just one clip that just like was running over and over. And so I said, okay, Lord, we're gonna go with that. So let's um, show that clip real quick. On the interstate to try and rescue an elderly man who was being swept away by the floodwaters in his car. Wow, isn't that something? The person who actually took that video, Maritza Castillo, uh, told CNN the man was taken to a local hospital and reunited with his son. Yeah, that, that clip really got me. Um, because those people, they weren't that guy's family. They weren't his best friends. They weren't people from his church. They were complete strangers. And they just all happened to be at the same place at the same time. And they saw someone in complete crisis. 
And they said, you know what? We are going to join together and make this human chain. And we are not going to let that man go past us. And because they were strong and they held together, that man not only was able to be rescued, but it gave those other men courage to get up on top of that car and pull the man out because they knew that those people were going to catch them too. And it just really hit me um, because what would have happened if the people standing there had just said, I don't have time to help that guy. You know, I'm a busy schedule right now. You know, that man would have drowned. And if even just one person had said, okay, I'll do it, I'll dive in. Well, two people against that current, they probably would have both washed away as well. And so I, I pictured that with what our life groups are, that we are people that are coming together and we are linking arms. Um, the part of the story, though, is it doesn't just end with the people rescuing the man. They were a resource. They were to help that man get to the hospital, which was the source of where he received treatment and care and healing. And our life groups are like that. You know, our life groups are to be a resource which points you to the actual source, which is Jesus. Um, I love that in John 16:33, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he says, Here on earth you will have trials and sorrows. He doesn't say, you might have trials and sorrows. And he certainly doesn't say, if you love me, I'll spare you from trials and sorrows. He says, you will. And um, I believe every person in here is going to be going through our own personal storm. Um, it's, it's inevitable. If you haven't already, it, it will come. And sometimes we like to think, you know, I can be self-sufficient. I don't need anybody. I'll weather this storm on my own. I'll get myself to safety before I let anybody know that I've got a storm happening. And I think about that old, that gentleman in there, the elderly gentleman. What if he had just rolled down his windows and been like, hey guys, you know, thanks for the human chain that you made, but I don't need it. I'm good. I'm totally good. I'm really embarrassed that I drove my car into this flooded area, and I'll just take care of it myself so that you don't know about it. I mean, that would have been ridiculous. He would have died had he done that. And I think sometimes um, we do that. You know, we think, like, we can rescue ourselves. We don't need anybody. And, and that is not biblical. <laughs> that is not what Jesus says. Um, and then other people say, you know what, I'm good. I'm strong enough spiritually. I don't, I don't need anybody. And I would just like to challenge you guys, maybe someone else needs you. Maybe you need to be that strong arm. Maybe you are rocking with your relationship with God. Then be the strong arm that links with other people to help the people that are going through those storms. And you say, you're not getting past me. Like, I've got you. And the point is not so that you are the Savior. Um, the second part of that verse that I read the part where it says, here on earth you will have trials and sorrows, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. Um, that is the whole point of groups. The point of groups is not to just fill your heart with, with unicorns and rainbows and, and brownie cookies like they do at my house. Like the point is to point us to Jesus. Um, if we're not doing that as group leaders, then we need to be held accountable to that because that is the point. Um, it doesn't say in the Bible, but take heart, John and Candace have overcome the world, so go to them. 
And it doesn't say, take heart, your small group leader has overcome the world. So go make, you know, they're going to rescue you. It says I, and Jesus is the only person who is going to be able to heal your brokenness, heal your marriage, restore what is lost, what is broken. He is the source of our strength. And um, I wanted to tell you a quick story. You know, about 11 years ago, Mark and I went through the absolute worst, cruelest storm in our marriage. And... um, it nearly just shattered it, and I, I was ready to leave, and it had gotten so bad. Um, and to be honest, I didn't want anybody to know about it at first because we were leaders at our church at the time, and um, we kind of had a reputation of being like those happy newlywed couple, like everything's good with them. And I didn't want to be the problem people of the church. Like that's how I felt. Like I'm going to get this label as like the, the project that people need to help And I'm so thankful because there was this group of people who linked arms with us and they created a human chain for us. Um, There was some of our former small group leaders, the youth pastors, some elders, and just some good friends. And they said, we're not going to let you guys sweep past us. And I'm sure we made their life very difficult. Um, They stood with us for a year before we could actually really stand on our own. And I'm so thankful for that. Because I don't, I don't know where my life would be had those people not intervened. But the point was not that those people saved us. They just pointed us to Jesus who healed our marriage and who saved us. And um, we all need that in our life. And so I just, um, I really want to challenge you guys this year. If you think you don't need a group, I'm talking to you. You need a group. Um, even Jesus had a small group. And I love that about Jesus because he was literally God incarnate. And yet he went from heaven and chose to spend three years with 12 of the biggest knuckleheads you could imagine. And I'm sure it drove him crazy. But he chose to walk with those men and eat with those men and pray with those men. And he discipled them and he cared for them and he just did life with them. And he didn't have to do that. You know, if you're thinking, I'm capable of living this life, well, you're not more capable than Jesus. I hate to break that to you. So um, even Jesus surrounded himself with people. And I love that, you know, even Jesus did not, he was not immune to personal storms. Um, And in fact, in Matthew 26, 37, Jesus was going through the biggest storm of his time on earth. He was in anguish. And yet, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says that he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. And he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He was going through it. And as God, he could have gone through it alone. But he said, no, I want people with me in this storm. I don't want to weather this storm by myself. And if you know the story, you know that his disciples totally failed him miserably. They kept falling asleep, and Jesus would go back, and they were falling asleep. And God knew that they were going to even fail him, but he still invited them into this place of complete vulnerability. None of us are are immune to trials, and none of us can handle that on our own. And Jesus was even modeling, I even need people. I want people with me, even though I'm God.
And so I just um, want to challenge you guys. When you look at the 12 groups in your brochure, think of them as 12 human chains. Think of them as people that are linking arms together. And we need you. We need you to be a part of that chain. We need you to link arms with us. You don't have to clean up your act to come to our groups. The messier you are, the more worn out, soaking wet from your storm, just come. It's fine. We welcome you guys to be there. Um, I'm going to have the privilege of having Drew Peterson come up here. And he's going to share from his heart of just um, how groups has impacted his life. And I'm really proud of him because I know it's nerve-wracking to speak in front of you guys. Um, but give it up for Drew. Good morning, everyone. Um, first want to start, I'm Drew. Uh, been coming here to Hill City for close to, I guess, two and a half years now. <clears throat> I am engaged to the most beautiful woman in the world, Ashley Wink. <clears throat> um, so we have a two-year-old son and then another one on the way as well. Um, but I want to come up here and talk to you guys about groups and how it's affected my life personally. <clears throat> so <clears throat> so a couple of years ago, Ashley, when I came, Ashley knew everybody. I didn't know a single person here. It was in, um, talking right from the heart when I say, I looked around and she'd be like, do you know this person? And say this name. I'm like, I have no idea. Absolutely no clue. Um, so we got started and we went over to Mike and Dee's Getting Started group. And that's really kind of where relationships began. It's where I started to learn people. The names that Ashley would say, learn the face. Got to build that relationship. Got to build that rapport with them. <clears throat> um, so we started going there. And we were there for about six months. And Mo and Tino reached out and said, hey, do you guys want to host a young adults group with us? They'd lead it, and then we would host it at our house. <clears throat> so we started that, I don't know, what was it, last year? At the beginning of the year? I mean... When I first met Ashley, she's like, I love doing life with these people. I'm like, what the heck is doing life? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm living. I'm here. Uh, and still to this day, I'm always like, okay, I now understand what doing life is. It's being with people that you can relate to. It's experiencing. It's going on a camping trip with our young adults group, packing, <laughs> packing a truck with three guys and full of camping stuff and Mark and or <clears throat> the Mark and Heidi and Rosa coming up for one night and then the Roscoe's coming up for another night and we're sitting here on this big campsite and we're like and then Matt as well. Is he here today? No. <clears throat> but it, it's experiencing. It's like she would say, doing life. But it all started with a group. It started with the Bealmans. And then it moved to the uh, Mangueos. Now with men's Bible study. I mean, I can't tell you, those guys are a foundation. And I mean, no matter what you go through, you need that support. And I was talking this morning as well. 
no matter what relationship you're in, you need that support outside of your significant other. And for me, that's a big support group. But even that being said, the relationships that I built that I originally knew nobody here. I mean, you're talking about Mike and Dee, Tino Moe, Mitchells, Matt, John Miner, Bob Hogue, Kyle Denny. I mean, I can continue. I can just keep on going. But <clears throat> it all started out with going to a life group. Um, but through that, it also opens up new doors for other things as well. So it opens up, okay, now I want to go to the growth track. I want to get involved. And then with that, now I've been able to be a part of the video team with Jason. And <clears throat> I mean, it's just, it's putting that foot out and getting your foot in the door, making yourself vulnerable. For someone who, like me, who's shy at first, <laughs> nervous in front of you. <laughs> um, but it takes just that leap. It just takes that leap for you to start becoming family. You're not a group of people here. Like John and Candace always say, we're family. It's true. <clears throat> Mark 12, 31 says, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and no other commandment is greater than these. And I truly believe, look in front of you, behind you, look to your side, there's no greater example than what's in this room. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, get into a group, get involved. Because then you're not living life, you're doing life. Thank you, Drew. Man, that takes a lot of guts. I know I always get nervous, so I'm so proud of Drew for doing that. I'm going to have all of our life group leaders um, come up here now. Because I, I wanted you guys to be able to not just see their face in a brochure. Why is no one listening to me right now? <laughs> Come up here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes, Mo was standing. Sorry. Um, what I wanted you guys to, to be able to hear, not just the times and the days of when their group is, but I wanted you guys to hear what these people's heart is, why they are taking time out of their busy schedules to lead these groups for you guys. Um, you would not believe how many children are represented by these people. They were at our house on Thursday. It sounded like a war zone. I think our neighbors are like still recovering from that. We all have families. We all have jobs. We have all sorts of things that um, people might say, I don't have time to lead a group. Well, these people do not have time to lead a group, but they are leading groups anyway. So I'm going to pass the mic off, and they're just going to share their heart. Hello, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Dee. <laughs> we do a life group called Starting Point, and uh, you know, we're just about doing life together. I mean, we want to be blessed to be a blessing, so we want you guys to come enjoy. We meet on Sundays. Um, we feed everybody. We have a great time. Um, and we've got to know a lot of people through the church, and they're basically our family, you know. I mean, you guys, we look out, and we're like, hey, we, we go to lunch with all these people, and we, we hang out and stuff, and this is the people we love, so. So we've been doing Life Group for 10 years now, um, and it's, it's just so important. Um, 
I can give up TV, chocolate, Facebook. I can't give up my life group family or my church family. It's just super important. And everybody has to eat. We will feed you. Come to our house. (laughs) And that's it. Hi, I'm Phil, and I'm going to move. I need to stretch a little bit. (laughs) I'm the 6th through 8th grade leader of a benchmark ministry. We meet on Sundays pretty much every Sunday except for the first Sunday. And, yeah, I'm I'm kind of the crazy guy because I work with the kids. So, uh, And there's some new people in the crowd, Logan and Beth. Get to know them. They're awesome. I worked with Logan for a while. He's a great guy, so invite him to your group. Um, But I really love the benchmark groups. I have a huge heart for youth. I didn't have a youth ministry growing up. I really wasn't involved with church. So I have a huge heart for establishing that relationship with God and leadership with these students because wouldn't it be great if our students were putting God first and leading in our communities, even in our households, you know, as young kids, like we desire to see that in your students and we have programs to do that. So we hook up with mentors within the church so they can learn from them. We make them speak in front of the other students to work on their public speaking skills because professing your faith in your schools and in your communities is huge. So we want to equip them to do that. So... We also have a life group on the second Thursdays of the month. We always do a service and then a fun life group. So this Thursday, we're going to serve the parents. The kids are going to cook you dinner. They're going to bring out your food. They're going to take your order. They're going to, you know, they're going to do all those things. So we always serve and then have fun because we want to teach these kids God first, leadership, and then serving. So that's what we do. And I got to go. So we'll see you guys. Hi, I'm Tino, and uh, this is my wife, Monique. Uh, we we started off doing youth, and we're doing um, just high school right now and young adults. I'll let her talk about young adults. But high school, what we do is we get together um, first and fourth Thursdays of every month, and we just do life, like Drew was kind of explaining. Um, we like to get together, and the biggest thing that we push for is not only going deeper in our relationship with God, but um, accountability. So we have them build their relationships with each other so that, um, when it comes time, they're not just thinking, oh, well, I don't know if this issue or whatever I'm going through is too much. I'm too shy or too scared to tell Tino or Mo about it, but they can talk to their peers, right? Because we always relate with each other more than whatever the authority is. So, um, yeah, that's what we push for. And, uh, and we do it because, uh, simply because we want them to have an experience and memories, the same ones that we had uh, when we were young. I was also a knucklehead, and someone had to do it for me, so. So we also are leading the Young Adults Life Group, and um, that was kind of birthed out of the fact that we loved our youth so much, and then after they moved out of youth, we were like, oh my gosh, we still want to see them. We want to make sure that they're still connected, because as many of you, as many of you might know, there's a great percentage of students that after they graduate high school, they drop out of church or they, they lose what they believe in, in God. And um, so we just found it so important to have a place for them to come where we could continue to just pour into them, where we could continue to disciple them. Um, and also, uh, Drew and Ashley really wanted to start something too and wanted to be surrounded by groups of people that were kind of in our, in our same walks of life. And so I say that our young adults group is for like 18 to 20 somethings. Um, so whether you're just graduated from high school or you're in college or you're just married or you're dating or, 
um, you're, you just had your first baby. Like we all have kind of been through that walk of life. Um, and many of the people who come to the group have been there. And so I think that that is great because um, if you're just graduated high school, you can come to this group and you can like learn what it's like to go through the next steps because uh, we've been there already. We've done that. Um, and so even if you guys aren't here today and you're watching on the video and you're like, uh, I, I want to come to the church, but I just feel like everybody has families and I don't know how to talk to them. Um, this is where you can come and you can talk to us and we just, we discuss um, what we talked about on Sunday mornings and um, just do life together and sharpen each other. So. Good afternoon or morning. My name is Franco and my beautiful wife is in the back. We lead a group that we call it Financial Peace University. And um, this is very special for us because we all have desires. We all have goals in mind. And sometimes we cannot accomplish those desires or our goals because of our finances. So this group helps you uh, plan for your future and live your present. So later on, you can live those desires and dreams. Uh, you're all invited to come. Uh, we are going to start meeting on the 21st, I believe the day before Drew's wedding, <laughs> so I remember. <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's a nine-week course, and it's, it's worth it. Uh, many of you guys have been part of the, of the group, and we all are able to experience life together. Good morning. My name is uh, Robert Vargas. This is my beautiful wife, Christina Vargas. And uh, we lead the marriage life group here. And honestly, even before I talk about our life group, I'm going to say it again. Get involved in one of these life groups. They're all amazing, and they're all a bunch of people who will speak life into you. So really, like, if one of these catches your attention, try it out. If not, try another one. Because honestly, that's what, you know, what was said earlier. We're all family, and we want to speak life into you. But um, I won't go too much into it. But uh, we are going to be going over a video series, so you guys don't have to read. But <laughs> it's uh, Mark Gunger, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And honestly, when you talk about a marriage, there's times where there's so much joy in it. There's so much laughter. There's so much craziness, honestly. There's so much times where life and everything can get in the way between kids, work, and sometimes you find yourself where it's like, man, this is not easy. But, you know, we were asked the question, why do we do what we do? And honestly, I can stand up here for who knows how long and tell you why we do what we do. But uh, it's just to be there. A lot of times we find, uh, find ourselves, you know, doing this on our own. And you need somebody to speak life into your marriage. You need somebody to look at and say, hey, we're not the only ones going through what we're going through and realizing that, hey, they've gone through it, and you can accomplish this too. And that's why we do what we do. Yes, everything that he just said and more. But I do want to just thank our group. We're so blessed of blessed um, leaders that we don't only pour out, but we also get poured into. So when I look around and I see some faces that have been in our groups, and I'm just so grateful, so grateful even as a life group leader, but also participating in the group that it's just, it really is just family. You're not going through this life together or the struggle. I mean, you're going through this life together and you're not going through it alone. And even in the struggle of it, you're not going through the struggle alone, but you're going together. And I love it because my 
our life group family can look at me and be like, you're not okay, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm not okay. And, you know, we could just do that for each other. So get involved. Thank you. Hi, my name is Mark Mitchell. Uh, I lead the men's group. Um, I know my wife, who honestly rocked it this morning. I thought she did so good. Um, um, what? Oh, money in the bank, yes. Um, I know she said to all of us leaders, like, speak from the heart. And normally, I am not one to, like, write things down and prepare. I just normally speak what's on my mind. Um, but I really felt like God uh, was speaking to me this morning. So I am going to read this as... Um, and I, and I want to be real, because um, I, I wrote this kind of what I felt like God was saying to me, and then I heard uh, Tino speaking this morning, and um, it was really good. It was just this whole idea of, um, well, let me back up. The book I'm doing is called Sleeping Giant, um, and too long, like, I, I, I wrote this thing, and it said, too long have we been sleeping and not allowing uh, the women to, uh, sorry, let me back up. Too long have we been sleeping and allowing the women to lead. Um, and as I wrote that, I'm like, you know what? That's me. Like, I started, like, getting frustrated with myself. Like, too long have I been sleeping and, and allowing my wife to lead. Um, and if you look, and it's nothing against the women. There's nothing against women leading, but it is definitely God's desire for the men to lead. And when you look at this church, like, most of the leadership positions are done by women. And we men, we need to stand up and we need to take on the... Um, Uh, I do this every time. You think I get over it. God, I'm going back to like, man, when we first got married, she used to call me a crybaby all the time. And here I am. Woo. It hurts, dude. God, why did you do that? No, I shouldn't. So anyways, let me just read what I've got for the rest of it. Um, it's not, honestly, it's not about getting our crap together. I know maybe we shouldn't say it here, but it's not. It's not about getting it all together and showing up thinking we're perfect. We're not going to be there. We're not going to arrive in that way. Um, but really, we need to get behind John and the vision that God has given him. Um, and I'll end with this. I was, man, God just threw at me. He's like, man, that, that story when Moses, uh, there was a big battle with the Israelites. And Moses, you know, was lifting his hands. And every time he lifted his hands, um, the Israelites would do better. And then when his hands would begin to fall, they, they began to lose the battle. I'm like, man, we need to get behind John and Candace and really, like, encourage them to to be faithful to God and just help that vision. God, I'm still doing it. Oh my gosh. This is ridiculous. Okay, so anyways, men's group, Sleeping Giant. It's about us men waking up and getting our crap together. Not in the sense of being perfect, but being in the place we need to be in and leading. So, yeah. Jeez. Yes. I got to cry too now. I'm very emotional. I'm also shy. I don't know if you guys know, I'm a very shy person. So I, I can't speak from people. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, our group is called Legacy Builders. You know, I think there was a selfish reason I started this group because I wanted to change and I wanted to give back somehow. And, you know, because I used to give back and I used to do all these things and, and I stopped and I felt like I, I needed to do something that will convict me. We started actually last time and we did meet. First one was amazing. We laid out all this foundation and I got life happened. I got a little too busy and didn't go. But I decided, you know what, this is here. I'm committed. Um, you know, some of the selfish, you know, because I really want to give back. And I feel, you know, people who are a little older in this group, in this church, we need to be the pillar. We need to be that cornerstone. And we haven't been doing that. And that's why I wanted to start this ministry so we could give back.
to our church and also our two community. So, you know, I know we haven't decided what uh, we said once a month. Actually, we might, we're going to probably do it twice a month. And also, we're going to try to do, I don't know if you guys know, I love food. Uh, I, you know, that's my passion. So we're going to go look for, you know, I have a fellowship. We're going to go look for hole-in-the-wall places to enjoy food, fellowship, and then also give back to others. And we, I think our, the people who are 40 and over, I think we could be a great example for this church and the community. So. Hey, hi, I'm Monica. This is Jackie Judy. Um, <laughs> I don't know the real name, so it's both. But um, Jackie and I both just, we're not going to talk about what our group is. We're just going to share our heart behind it. Um, so we started this group because we were involved in Bobby and Christina's marriage group for a long time. And we um, had life happen and schedules changed and we couldn't do it anymore. And that kind of left us feeling like we were, like we didn't have a spot anymore, because with them, we just felt like we were at home. We had a family, and that's exactly what these people are in groups, is it's not your church family. It's not, it's not, oh, my friends from church, like to, to us, to my husband and I, to Jackie and her husband, like everybody is family here. Like when we're here, we feel like we're at home, and so that's what we needed. We needed that more than just on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, so we, we started our group a year ago, um, and it was through like serving and um, just through sitting and talking with the women of our group that we grew and that we were just able to like really challenge each other. We sp there were days where we didn't have anything planned and someone would come in and you know they would have a heavy burden on their shoulder and we would just start talking about it and we would pray about it. And that in and out of itself is such a blessing just to let God do, you know, because you don't have plans and you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Who's going to show up? And you worry about all this stuff. And then God just like throws it all together. And he's like, here, like you guys have this group for a reason. You guys have this group for women that are going through stuff. And we are still going through stuff. You know, we're still growing in our life and we're still our life is still changing. But we continue to do this because we believe, we know how, how important it is for us to have family, to have women around us, younger, older, whatever it is, to challenge each other and just to set a foreground for growth and for growth in faith and growth in trust and growth in each other, you know, just trusting each other that no matter what, like, we will be there. Julie said it perfectly, you know, we link arms and when one of us doesn't have the faith that we need, another one speaks that faith and speaks that life into us just to go ahead and go on into another day. So that was our heart behind it, and I'll let Judy talk. Hi, guys. Um, so, yeah, so this, um, we want to start, we want to meet either once or twice a month, and we want to either, um, we're not going to do any books, but we want to feed the community, go down to downtown and feed the homeless or get together and have like a breakfast, all of the women, breakfast or dinner, and meet up and talk. So. Thank you. I would just like to, to clear one thing up. I, I don't remember actually calling Mark a crybaby. I think I may have just said like, why are you so emotional or something? I don't know, just, just FYI. Um. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I'm going to also be leading a group this semester. Um, we're going to be going through a brand new study called The Quest by Beth Moore. Um, I'm just challenging the women who are really ready to go full in, like diving headfirst. Um, this book is hard. It's going to be um, time consuming. It's going to require sacrifice of um, time, energy, the whole thing. But I really think that if we put a lot of work into it, we're going to get so much out of it. And um, the quest is really about your journey with Jesus. The whole, the whole point is to grow your walk with, with Jesus, not necessarily even with each other. We will grow it together too, but the point is our walk with Jesus. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, our next two leaders come to you from Sweden. Um, go ahead and cue them up. Hello, this is Megan Frank. I just want to invite you ladies out to my house on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. to read with me this book. She's still there. The subtitle is Rescuing the Girl in You. So sometimes we as ladies get lost in our current season and forget the girl inside of us that's still there um, and those passions and those things that once uh, we thought our life was going to be and maybe it's not what it we were hoping for or what we thought it would be, but just kind of redeeming that and finding our passions again and rediscovering who God wants us to be. So I hope you'll read it with me. I would love to get to know you and have you in my home and read this book together. So hope you'll join me. See ya. Bye. Hey, what's up, Hill City Church family? Uh, sorry we couldn't be there today, um, but we're super thrilled to be launching a group called Real Godly Men. My name is Paul Frank, and I'll be leading the men's group. Uh, we're gonna be meeting on Saturdays once a month from 7 a.m. until 9 a.m. And it's gonna be the second Saturday, uh, so it'll be more of a breakfast place. Uh, we'll probably be meeting uh, at a restaurant locally or maybe uh, going be between people's homes uh, or different places like that. Uh, the core of what we're gonna be going through is this awesome book by John Eldridge called The Journey of Desire. That's searching for the life we've only dreamed of. And there's a, I think there's a really strong desire in a lot of men and I think in our culture, we've been asked to almost suppress and some, in some cases depress some of those emotional and strong feelings that men have. And so I wanna bring that out. I want our men to be real. I want us to be godly and I want us to be men. Uh, so we're gonna be going through this book uh, for about nine weeks and really getting, in, getting an intense study about uh, what does it mean to have strong desire and turning that desire into achieving what God has called us into. Uh, so come join me. I'm ex excited for you guys to be there and uh, looking forward to it. Blessings, much love. Okay. I just, I just hope you know, like, all of these people standing here are some of the most amazing people I've ever known in my life. So I really hope that you guys um, just, if you found a group or two that you thought, I want to try that, I, I just am going to be praying very specifically for you guys to do that. Um, God kept putting a lot of your faces um, during my prayer time. And so know that you have been prayed for, even this week. I'm just going to wrap this up. Um, just some housekeeping things. Um, the groups are going to be starting the first week of October. Um, we're going to have signups out in the foyer for the next couple weeks. Um, we're using computers this time so that we will be able to get your proper emails, and I'm not reading handwriting. Um, so go ahead and sign up. Like I said, I'll have the available a couple weeks, but we will be starting in October. Um, 
the leaders will be around to answer any questions that you guys might have at the end of service. They're all wearing Hill City shirts today. So feel free to talk to them. You know, if you have questions about um, anything that they talked about or the details, just talk to them. They're very easy to talk to you. And lastly, um, I know we said we weren't doing like the dinner like we did last year directly after this service, but on um, September 24th, we're going to be doing Worship and Fire at Mike and Dee's house. Um, there will be more details to come on that. But that's an opportunity for you guys, if you've never been to the home of someone in this church, come to Mike and Dee's house. It is fun. You're, bring your children. They will have an amazing time. And we're going to worship God together. It's not just about us feeding you. Like, let's give to God together and really worship. And there's going to be a ton of food. So you guys are all invited to that. So mark your calendars for September 24th at 530. And um, if you need details on that, you can always ask any of us leaders. So I'm going to hand it over to John. All right. Give Julie a hand. Let's stand. Let's stand. I'm going to just read you a verse as we close. It says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls and the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. I use that on Candace. All right? But how can one be warm alone? How can, how can I be warm alone, Candace? Right? But uh, uh, verse 12, a person who stands alone can be attacked and defended, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You've heard in business or in life that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far and not guess out, you go together. And that's what we are. We're doing life together. And uh, if, if I'm going to just pray. And please take a chance to sign up in the lobby as well as if you have the apps, if you download the apps, if you look up Hill City Church on Google or Apple, you'll find the app. You can sign up there or on our website at myhillcity.org. All right? So many different ways. But we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to speak to our hearts. You know, there's many ways that we determine our future. But let's ask God, God, what do you want me to do? It's a lot of times we're like, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, you're going to follow me, right? No, we're going to do it backwards. We're going to ask God, what do you want me to do? We're going to do that, all right? And I pray that that's the prayer that you have today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we are better together. All of the Bible, it says so. We all know it to be true. But we have excuses, Lord, or we have things. We are busy. Guess what? We're all busy. There's uh, we, we say, no, I'm especially busy. No, we're all especially busy, God. I pray it's not a thing that we can add to. Sometimes we have to make time to. And I, I believe it would be the best investment for their lives in knowing you and making disciples and encountering Jesus, which is our vision, God. I pray that this, we make disciples in groups. We encounter Jesus in groups. I pray that be our desire today. And we ask you today, what do you want in our lives? And I pray out of obedience, we do that. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Get into a group. Ask questions. Get online. Thank you, guys.